What's up, guys? Welcome to Luke Talk Sports. I'm Luke, and I talk sports. Today was the last day of the NFL season. Well, yesterday was. When you're listening to this, yesterday was the last day of the NFL season. But um, we're going to skip the NFL for just a bit, okay? I will get to the NFL. It will be the last thing that I talk about, okay? But we're going to get through the shit sports first, okay? Because realistically, I'd love to talk about the Super Bowl in all its entirety because it is the only game that I watched on Sunday. Usually on Sundays, I like to watch a lot of different stuff, but Sunday, it's fucking Super Bowl Sunday, baby. That's the only thing that that I'm going to worry about. So, yeah, let's get into... Let's do basketball. NBA had two games. Celtics beat the Hawks 105-95. And then the Timberwolves beat the Pacers 129-120. to Who in the NBA is like, hey, let's schedule a game on Super Bowl Sunday? Like, why? Why are we doing that? And the same thing applies for men's basketball. Why is Purdue playing Maryland on Super Bowl Sunday? And why is Purdue almost losing to the unranked Maryland? Almost lost to a team under 500. That's crazy. Illinois beat Northwestern 73 to 66. Yukon beat St. John 63 to 60. There you go. Women's basketball. Why the fuck are there so many basketball games? Why? This is stupid. No one's going to watch your game. Hey, Northwestern, though, double overtime beat Michigan. Michigan's fourth, the fourth ranked, fourth highest ranked team in the nation, and they lost to the unranked Northwestern. So that's a huge. Huge win for Northwestern. South Carolina, the one seed, played Georgia, the 17, and South Carolina won 72-54. Georgia Tech beat Clemson, 92-84. Tennessee beat Vanderbilt, 66-52. Also said Virginia Tech, upsetting North Carolina, 66-61. Louisville beat Notre Dame, 73-47. NC State beat Duke, 77-62. Arizona played Arizona State in the Arizona Bowl. Arizona won 62-58. UConn beat Marquette, 72-58. Stanford beat Colorado, 63-46. LSU played Texas A&M. LSU won 74-58. Oregon State beat Oregon in the Oregon Bowl. Upset, by the way. 68-62. Oregon State's unranked. Oregon is the 24 seed. Okay, we got that out of the way. Why the fuck are there NHL games? Why? I believe these games, though, I believe they were in the morning. So in that case, I guess that's smart scheduling, but whatever. Uh, Sabres played the Canadians in a game that no one, unless you're a Sabres fan or Canadians fan, truly gave a fuck about. But the Sabres have a guy. Okay, his name is Jeff fucking Skinner. Fucking is his middle name. He got four goals and one assist today. 100% goal participation. As in, he participated in every single goal today in the 5-3 win over the Habs. Good job, Sabres. Sens played the Caps, and the Sens took a game from the Caps at the Caps' home at Capital One Arena. That's crazy. Kachuk scored. He also had an assist today, so great job for him. 
Um, and the goalie for Ottawa, Forsberg, with 33 saves, did very, very well today. The Ottawa Senators beat the Caps 4-1. So that's a big um, that's a big win for them. If you look in the wild card standings here, the Caps are first in the wild card currently, um, trying to get past uh, the Maple Leafs um, for first place in the Atlantic. No, I'm fucking stupid. In the Metropolitan, they're three points behind the Rangers. I don't know why I assumed they were in the Atlantic Conference because I was looking at the wild card thing. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm an idiot. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Reset. I never said that. The Caps are in the Metro Division. I don't know why I said that they... I don't know. I've been keeping great track of this, and I'm a relatively newer hockey, hockey fan, so... Don't blame me. Penguins beat the Devils 4-2, as they should. And then the Avs played the Stars, and the Avs won 4 to nothing. I'm, I'm, I said it before, I'll say it again. The Avalanche are... They are a Stanley Cup team, if I ever saw one. Um, let's go to Olympics. The fucking Olympics. Um... And it is a big day, boys, because the USA are third in medals with 15. Let's go. Also, Norway has 20 set, 21 medals, and they have the most, which I don't even know any Norwegian athletes. Like, why don't I know these people? I should know some people, right? I should. I don't get it. And then Russia's in second. They have 18 medals. Also, some Olympics news. Kamila Valieva was... She failed a drug test. She's 15 years old, by the way. Miss Valieva. So, I don't know what they're doing feeding her drugs, dude. What are they doing? But then... The... USOPC, whom I actually have to look up now because the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee. They, okay, so they released a statement saying, we are disappointed by the message this decision sends. It is the collective responsibility of the entire Olympic community to protect the integrity of sport, and to hold our athletes, coaches, and all involved to the highest of standards. Athletes have the right to know they are competing on a level playing field. Unfortunately, today, that right is being denied. This appears to be another chapter in the systemic and pervasive disregard for clean sport by Russia. Wait. Okay, so I'm getting the the gist of this so the um usa is basically saying that she should be she deserves to be banned she doesn't deserve to compete however she was cleared to compete um by the olympics committee the court of arbitration for sport released its ruling less than 12 hours after a hastily arranged hearing that lasted into early monday morning um this is coming off of espn by the way um Citing my sources, 
I need to start doing that because I haven't been citing my sources and I should be doing this. I was taught this in high school. Um, cool that she's in, but I guess the USA doesn't like it. USA is fucking pissed. So maybe I don't like it. I don't know. Um, also, Canada has 10 bronze medals. They got to start getting some better medals, dude. They got to start getting some better medals. What are they doing? So the person with the most medals, there's two people that have four medals. Quentin Filon Maillé from France has two golds and two silvers. And then there's Marte Olsbu Roiseland from Norway with three golds and a bronze. Um, I'm actually going to look up right now. So I don't know what a mixed four by six relay is or what a men's 20 kilometer individual is. Because I don't follow the Olympics, by the way. Also, what the fuck is Xiaoang Liu? But she competes for Hungary. What? Or he? I don't know. Pardon my... um. <laughs> Was that racist? I don't think... I don't know, man. I'm, I'm ill-informed. We can say that. I'm not informed. I'm not an informed individual, clearly, because I saw a name that looked like that, and I assumed... Um, that that person was from China, potentially. And then I also see this Nils van der Poel, which that looks like a very Danish name. But they are competing for Sweden. Um, interesting. Interesting indeed. But that gets into another thing. And, you know, we, we, we don't talk about that type, type of stuff on this show. This show is about sports. And we all we know that. Uh, so we're not going to get into that. So I tried to breeze through everything as quick as possible. We're 10 minutes in here. And we're going to spend the next 20 minutes talking about the two footballs. Okay. Uh. Okay, let's go to soccer, and we're not going to start with the Premier League. We are going to start with La Liga. Alaves beat Valencia 2-1. Real Batiste beat Levante 4-2. Real Sociedad beat Grenada 2-0. And then Espanyol drew with Barcelona 2-2. Huge result right there. Crazy crazy Barcelona derby here because he had like a million yellow cards, a million red cards. There's three red cards given out. Um, so yeah, that was a crazy game. I wish I, I honestly, I wish I saw that. I wish I saw that game. Uh, Bundesliga had two games. You had Dortmund versus Union Berlin and Dortmund won three nil as expected. And then Hoffenheim played Armenia Bielefeld, Bielefeld, and Hoffenheim won 2-0. Um, shout out to Bielefeld because I use their um, their badge and their kit in FIFA 22 because my team is FC Anaheim. And 
A, Arminia Bielefeld, it has an A on the flag, and it's literally the only badge in the game, or only logo in the game, that just has an A. Um, Because everything else is like other text on it and shit, and I don't like having that. I'd rather just have A, you know? So, that's cool. And then I use their, I use their kit, and then I also use their stadium, because I like to match the theme, you know? Anyways, Syria played some games. Milan played Sampdoria, and Milan won 1-0. And Poli drew with Cagliari 1-1, as well as Genoa drawing, drew with Salernitana 1-1. Hellas Verona drew with Udinese 4-0. Drew, I'm fucking stupid. Verona beat Udinese 4-0. Uh, Sassuolo drew with Roma 2-2. And then Atalanta drew with Juventus 1-1. Lots of draws. Also, Danilo uh, netted a late equalizer in the Juventus game in the 92nd minute. Good for him. Uh, let's go to League 1. League 1. Monaco drew with Lorient. 0-0. Uh, Strasbourg beat Angers. Uh, 1-0. Brest beat Troyes. Uh, 5-1. Saint-Étienne beat Clermont. 2-1. Nantes beat Reims. Uh, 1-0. Lens beat Bordeaux 3-2, and then Marseille beat Metz 2-1. There was no um, big games within, um, like, the cups between the members of their country, like the French Cup. There's no French Cup, no Italian Cup, uh, no English Cup. But let's go to the fucking Premier League because I'm pissed off. Liverpool played Burnley today. Liverpool won 1-0. Um, Liverpool didn't play that great, from what I understood. Doesn't matter. They beat Burnley, and Burnley sucks. Big donkey doo-doo cock. <laughs> uh, Leicester drew with West Ham 2-2. And that's an exciting game. Uh, Craig Dawson. Who the fuck is Craig Dawson, by the way? He scored the equalizer for West Ham in the 91st minute to give them a 2-2 draw. That's a pretty big draw for a team like West Ham. Um, obviously, they're, you know, they they do need points because they are, are trying to look for that top four spot. Um, and uh, Leicester... Leicester is basically out of the top four race um, as of now. So, you know, that was a good performance from West Ham to at least get the one point. And then you had Newcastle playing Aston Villa. Kieran Trippier for Newcastle has been unbelievable for them. He has really helped them out. And Newcastle is now four points off the drop, which is very big for them. Um, Norwich and Watford and Burnley... Um, while they all have a shot to get out, I don't mean it's, it's looking dire. It's looking, uh, set in stone really for the, for these, um, next coming games. I don't know. In my opinion, I can see a world where Norwich gets out, but honestly, I don't 
know if Newcastle is going to take that third spot. I feel like it would be either Everton or even Leeds, honestly. Even, not really. I only say Leeds because their goal difference is very bad, and I'm a big goal difference guy. Scoring goals wins you games. If you get a lot of goals, then you're going to win a lot of games. So um, Leeds aren't scoring well. And the reason why I say Norwich is because there's a little bit of copium. Because, <laughs> you know, Josh Sargent plays for that team. He's an American. He can lift up their spirits, okay? And, I mean, dude, Norwich, they beat Wolves in the FA Cup. They beat Everton. They beat Watford. These aren't fucking big teams at all. These are not big teams. I mean, it's just, I'm looking through their schedule right now. They beat Southampton. They beat Brentford. Um, they, yeah, no, they are fucked. <laughs> um, they play Liverpool next. They're gonna get thrashed. Uh, then they play Norwich. Or no, they played Southampton. They played Brentford. They played Leeds. Then they played Chelsea in March. In April, they played Brighton, Burnley, Man United, Newcastle, Aston Villa. These are teams that they can definitely beat. West Ham, Wolves, Tottenham. So uh, May is going to be very tough for them. But I can see them in April and March. I could see them winning a couple games in there. I could definitely see that. Again, it's copium. They ha they also have the worst goal difference in the league, and I just talked about how important goal difference is when they fucking suck and they give up a shit ton of goals. But that's really like they they had a game I think against Chelsea, but they lost seven nil. I saw that in there. So, and then the last game that you know we've all been waiting for, not really. Tottenham lost to Wolves. Um, Tottenham had more possession. They had more shots on goal. They had way more corners. They lost 2-0. And it wasn't even like they were playing at Molyneux. They were playing at f their fucking home grounds. And they lost to Wolves. Starting in the starting lineup, Ben Davis is just not good enough. He's not. I don't get Reggie on the bench. I don't. I've seen a lot of people talking about Reggie and how they don't think he's good enough. I think he is good enough. Well, from what I've seen from him, I, th I like him a lot as a player, and I like the energy he brings. I think having Hoybeard starting on the bench is um, not a bad idea. I think starting Benton Kerr is a good idea. I mean, everything about this lineup I look at and I see, you know, maybe I would take, I would swap uh, Darty with Emerson to start the game and then possibly bring on Darty 
um, as the game goes on. Because I just, I, I don't know. I have a soft spot for Emerson a little bit because he gets a lot of hate as well from Tottenham fans. But I look at the lineup and I'm like, what went wrong? And you even had Anthony Conte, or Antonio Conte, sorry, saying that it's impossible for us to get top four if Tottenham keep playing like this. They've lost three straight Premier League games to teams that they very well could have beat, and two teams, specifically Southampton and Wolves, that they should have beaten. I mean, literally a fucking week ago, you had people in media saying that Tottenham was a legit contender for top four, and top four was basically in their sights. With Man United's form, it was almost certain that Tottenham was going to take that place and overcome overcome the hump and stop being Spursy and stop being a bunch of losers who could never win any silverware. But no, they're back to their Spursy ways and, you know, they're never going to recover. It doesn't fucking matter that, you know, doesn't matter how great our manager is. We will never win anything. As long as I'm on this earth. So, you know, that's fucking cool. But let's quit the depressiveness. The depression. Depressiveness. That's not a fucking word. Uh, the Super Bowl was yesterday. Now, my prediction was 20 to 6 Rams. I predicted Rams because I thought that there was no chance in hell that the Bengals would be able to get past um the Rams defense. I thought there was no chance. I really did. Because as good as Joe Burrow's been I thought this was the end of the road for him. I did. Um, and I love Joe Burrow. Don't get me wrong. I love him so much. What he's doing is awesome for the game. He's this swaggy, slightly cocky kid straight out of college off of an injury year, by the way. So this is his first full season in the NFL. I mean, his future is so bright. It is so bright. Obviously, I did not get the prediction correct. Um, the Rams did end up winning the game 23-20. to 20, And there's a lot of things to take away from the game. Number one, the Rams did not feel like the Rams today. Almost in all stages of the game. I just didn't, I didn't think that. After the first half, I was legit thinking that the Bengals might that the Bengals had a good chance of winning the game. Even though the Bengals were down, I thought the Bengals had a great chance of winning this game. Um, I did miss the first quarter because I was a dumbass and I started my grill way too late. So I ended up doing most of my grilling during the first quarter. So I missed the first touchdown. 
but uh, I watched the rest of the game, obviously, on my couch. And I watched Matthew Stafford played a pretty great game. And I think he definitely carried that team. I think um, it was, you know, it was obvious to me that the Bengals were not built for this. You know, the magic was there with this team. And you could obviously see that, you know, when they took the lead, man, I was like, holy shit, this cannot possibly be happening. The Rams cannot let this happen to them because it like, I just, I just have this, I just had this really weird feeling. I always root for the underdog in most situations. I always root for the underdog and I was rooting for the Bengals just because I'm an anti LA fan. But when they were winning, I was like, thinking to myself, they don't deserve this. They don't. The Rams deserve this way more than them. And that was due to, you know, a couple of situations earlier. Um, the Matthew Stafford, well, it wasn't actually his fault in interception. The touch, the, the tud that turned into um, another interception, like straight out the gate. That's I forget what I think that was in the third quarter. That was early in the third quarter. That um, shit, man. That touchdown from um, who was it? Uh, Higgins. Yeah, I think it was Higgins. Um, that was fucking sick. Um, I'm just looking at the, the summary, right, the scoring summary right now on ESPN.com. Giving my sources. I just like the refing needs to get better. That's the one thing that I wanted to say. The refing needs to get better because again, I felt like the Bengals did not deserve to be winning that game. That face mask was clear as day there's no chance that that should ever n not be called like that was awful then there was a holding call against the Bengals that was not called right and then there was the holding call that was called um against the Bengals again where it just felt like his hands were not even like on him. He wasn't grabbing him. I mean, his hands were on him, but he wasn't grabbing him. And that changed the whole momentum of that game. I feel like the Bengals almost, the Bengals basically lost on that play off of that holding call. A lot of people are going to be making that argument, especially Cincinnati fans are going to be making that argument. Um, I don't know, man. The, the refs played too much of a part in this game, and that's why I can't fully celebrate this game because I think the game was a good game in terms of how close it was at times, but the refs and their bullshittery 
just overshadowed everything for me. Um, also, I have beef with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was bitching on the sidelines when the Bengals had control of the game. Be a man. Don't bitch. Quit bitching. Um, but hey, I'm ha- I'm so happy for um, some of the Rams. Not all of them. I'm happy for Cooper Cup, who is an absolute legend. Um, I would say him and Matthew Stafford basically won them that game. Cooper Cup's a legend. Andrew Whitworth, just because he's a fucking legend too. Man of the Year, Walter Payton Award. Awesome guy. He's also 40, and he's probably going to retire. So congrats on the great career, man. Ended it on the, on the fucking high note. Matt Stafford, obviously. Lions fans love him. And then lastly, I'm a Broncos fan. Vaughn Miller got his other ring. I'm so happy for him. He did actually uh, get a couple sacks today on that awful offensive line um, from the Bengals. So that's another cool thing. Um, And then I'm running out of time on this. So I'm just going to throw out my fun fact out there. I feel like I didn't talk that much about the Super Bowl. I wanted to talk way more about this, but... I have to cut it short, which sucks. Fun fact of the day, Joe Burrow was sacked eight times today, which is a Super Bowl record. Yeah. Bengals need to fix that O-line next year. They want to sniff the Super Bowl. And I guarantee you they won't sniff the Super Bowl next year. Guarantee you. All righty. That's all for me. Uh, Peace out, guys. Uh, Have an awesome fucking day.